Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out on this Wednesday. Yeah, we got a real short week this week. We had Fourth of July on Monday, and then uh, you know we had, we were out yesterday. Took a little extra day, if you will, and now we are back. So much to uh, to get to, so much to talk about. Just college football changing by the you know just the blasted minute uh, here. Ben, at the end of the day, we'll get to that coming up. Braves continue to win, but you know so much is happening. Uh, around the world of sports that it's hard to keep up. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking college football on the show. Like, just since last week, so much has changed, Ben. Like, we were sitting here last week, and again, all my days are running together. But it was last week, what, like last Thursday? It's like Southern Cal and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. They're going to do what? And now they're courting Notre Dame. They told Oregon and Washington to chill. They're waiting on Notre Dame. (laughs) What? That was the next day. Then you come out of Fourth of July holiday, you know, after everybody's had their 375 different, well, this could happen and this could happen. And apparently Notre Dame has said no to the Big Ten. We're here in the ACC and Pac-12 are talking alliance because that worked out so great the first time. Uh, The Big 12's looking at going to the Pac-12 to start ripping teams. I mean, so much has happened in like four or five days. It's insane. We're going to talk about that uh, throughout the show. We'll hear from Chris Gordy, Locked on SEC podcast, uh, about that. And uh, we'll talk some golf with Rich Styles. We are a week away from the next major, so uh, a lot of a lot of stuff to get to, Ben, here on the show. How was your your Fourth of July? After I give you that full diatribe on what has happened in the world of sports, my Fourth of July was uh, non uh, meme free, Kevin. I didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, no, no degree burns from these fireworks. I seen. I don't know why people don't know what the hell they're doing. Like. If you ain't never lit a firework that can barely make a noise, don't try to be, don't try to be, <laughs> I'm going to light this neighborhood up. You're going to set your house on fire. Like some of this stuff I've been seeing, but no, I, I'm like you, Kevin. I'm, I'm looking, and mind you, I get my news from a lot of places. <laughs> but it seems like, it seems like, <laughs> it seems like, like you said, it's almost like college football is saying, hey, dude, we're going to dominate the headlines. Not kind of dominate them. And it's like as soon as you go, UCLA, USC. Nope, not good enough. Here come Notre Dame. Nope. And you mentioned Oregon. You mentioned, you, you know, you mentioned UW. And you started talking about the ACC and the Pac-12 and all the different things. But it just shows, Kevin, college football wants to be the thing. They're trying to say, hey, man, we want to be the thing. From NBA basketball, nope. NFL basketball, I mean, NFL football, no, we, we, because when you start thinking about it, Kevin, they got Saturdays, right? They already got Saturdays and they're saying, okay, who can have the best program? Like if you compare, and I'm not talking about the 95 or however many games it is on Saturday, the top games on Saturday compared to the top games on Sunday. If you really start comparing the two and I get it, we're biased because obviously we're college football. I get that part. But if you unbiased opinion is, is Cleveland, you know, versus Miami, you know, better than Clemson potentially versus Alabama? It's not. If you just so I understand what's going on, but I, you know, talking to my nephew who's in college right now, and I was telling him, I said, listen, I go, this is one thing, Kevin. This is the craziest thing. We ain't even we ain't even gonna have a chance to get to in the show. They said the Jackson State. Now that's just a rumor now. Could be trying to go to the Big Ten, and I go. <laughs> and I, I go. I go. I go. Is that how? Listen, listen. And I said, is that how crazy we've gotten with news? Like we could just say anything. Just 
throw it out there, Jackson. I said, listen, man. Jackson State cannot <laughs> bump that. We just forget it. We just, but I, I, but I do know, Kevin. When we start thinking about this now, nothing is off the table. Now, no, I, I do think Notre Dame telling the Big Ten no. Well, that's off the table. So Rick Warren, I'm sorry, but that's not happening. And you know why that is? Because Rick Warren blew his shot with Notre Dame during the pandemic because of how he did everything. And Notre Dame is saying, I'm not coming to a conference that's already dysfunctional. The, the, the chancellors and the ads and the Big Ten. Y'all, dysfunctional as hell, and the whole world saw it. I'm not coming over there to deal with that. So, hey, man, you know who's sitting back? You know who's sitting back with his feet up right now, Kevin? Greg Sankey. He's just sitting back. <laughs> he said, because I already got Texas in Oklahoma. So, yeah. anybody else is going to be a bonus. Y'all need us. We don't need y'all. But it is college football, Kevin. And it used to be when there was no football, we have to surf for headlines. Those days are over, people. No. Over. Certainly not. Hey, we'll we'll talk about that again. I know uh, I hadn't heard that Jackson State thing, Ben. That's pretty funny. I mean, I know Dion's good. I don't know if he's that good. <laughs> Let me tell you. I so mean, Dion wouldn't know what to do with that. Uh, <laughs> power, power, baby. Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you raised a lot of money, Dion, but we're gonna need a whole lot more. Why? Because it's gonna cost twenty million to uh, to get in the Big Ten. Our whole athletic budget was like, like three million. We, 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 we need 20 million to hit the account <laughs> before we even pick up the phone. Phone, <laughs> yeah. calls, phone calls ain't like they used to be. They, yeah. they, they cost, a little, cost a little bit. So we'll get we'll get to that coming up in, in just a little bit. I mean, as we said, just it changes by the minute, the hour, the day, you know, just constantly what's going to happen next. And I feel like what's happening now, we'll get well, we'll get to that. I feel like what's happening now is a lot of reactionary moves to set people up, say, hey, look. I don't want to get left holding the bag with nowhere to go uh, at the end of the day. So a lot of these uh, potential reactions uh, out there, I think, are, hey, if I'm the Pac-12 commissioner, I'm trying to keep this thing together with what I got left, maybe some more. If I'm the Big 12 uh, and some of the rumors out there, maybe you sense a moment of weakness and you can prey upon everybody's, I I don't want to be left holding the bag, so I might jump while the getting's good. So we'll, we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But, Ben, the Braves keep right on rolling along. They won again last night. 7-1 7-1 over the Cardinals. Matt Olson, Austin Riley combined for five RBI last night. Uh, and now two and a half games behind the Mets once again. I know, uh, Ben, you and I were laughing. We love the, the Braves never lose meme uh, that, that's going around out there. And it's been pretty much the case. But you talk about the, uh, the, the narrative uh, that a lot of Mets fans put out there, Ben, of, well, it's just the Braves, you know, beating up on a weak schedule. Okay. That's fine. Well, what about the last few series uh, they've played? They've played the Padres, played the Dodgers. They've played the Phillies, who, oh, by the way, the Phillies are right there. Uh, I think they would be like the first team out in the wild card right now, so they're right there contending for postseason. And now they're playing the Cardinals, who are obviously contending for the postseason. The Braves are 8-3 and three in those games. If they win tonight, they'll be 9-3. and three. So is it, is it still the week schedule? <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, as to why the Braves just keep beating up on <clears throat> bad teams. Kevin, you, Kevin, you know what this is about. This is about a bunch of teams that's never, ever going to make it to a World Series, let alone even win uh, their division, right? And and why do, why do the Braves get this? Why can't the Braves just be good? Right? Like, like why, why, why is it the no team has been trending, trending uh, up or more than the Braves since Snick? When I was asking the top of this guy, but but Kevin, you know what this is about. You know, now look, I can say this. Don't nobody hate on no Falcons. Don't nobody hate on no Hawks. Don't nobody know who in the hell Atlanta United is. Just sorry, <laughs> BJ. You don't. 
But when it you comes just made to a lot Braves, of soccer right, fans really Braves, mad. And, this, and I'm going to say this too. To you Dallas Cowboys fans, do you know who the original America's team was? That would be the Bravos. They were the original America's team. Now, I ain't going to get it back and forth with y'all. But Kevin, this is about the fact that the Braves are only winning because the teams are Could you imagine if it was the other way? And the Braves were losing? I told you, they're a fluke. Well, if the Braves are a fluke and they're the defending World Series champs, what is your team? Like, like, like just seriously. Because what happens is, Kevin, we knew the Mets ain't necessarily metting. It's just the Braves are doing what the Braves do. They're like, look, man, this is the first time we ever had to come back and he's going to bring out the best of the worst in us and it's bringing out the best in them. What they, two and a half games up in the, in the wild card, and the Braves and the, are no, saying, four and a half games look, up in the wild four card. Four and a half games yeah. up. I, I I think Kevin to all the naysayers. Look, look, I walk around. I get the whole. You a Braves fan? What type of question is that? Are, are you serious, sir? Are you serious, <laughs> ma'am? What am I a Brave? They said, well, they don't look like a Braves hat to me. Well, you better look again, and you better look hard, because <laughs> all I know is Kevin is. I'm gonna say this: as great as the Braves have been, I still don't think. They are playing as well as they can be. Now, now they are playing extremely well. But could you imagine if the bats are on fire, the, the starting pitches on fire, the bullpen is on The Braves are just saying, look, we got one of the best players in baseball. He's playing okay. right? He, he, ain't, he ain't blowing you away. But they got the best shortstop in baseball. And, and you can act, tweet me all, all you want. Dansby Swanson is the best shortstop in baseball right now, and you and you can't even remember how bad he started the season off. So I'm going to tell Dan's, hey, Dan's, I don't like how you started, but if that's what you got through to end up like this, hey, count me in every time. I, I will take this. Austin Riley still getting it done. Matt Olsen is incredible. Rosario is going to be back. I don't know when I don't know when Ozzy's coming back. They're doing all of this. <clears throat> you don't even hear about Mike Soroka. That is how good the Braves are. You yeah. don't even – Talk about not saying that Mike, no, no, Mike, we want you back now. But Mr. Strider, I love me some Strider, man. He 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 be balling every time, the stash and everything. Kevin, they're getting it done. The month of June for the Braves was incredible. I want them to keep that up in the month of July. And uh, they're sticking with their winning ways. Yeah. And again, uh, a, a wonderful start to the month of July for Atlanta as well. You're playing a good team. If they, uh, again, they win tonight. Guarantee three out of four at the worst if they can win tonight over the uh, the Cardinals. So uh, again, I I I feel like Mets fans like to say that now because they're nervous. They know what team they root for, right? <laughs> I mean they they've seen that story uh, a time or two uh, with what the Mets do. And this Braves team is an experienced team. Uh, they have a veteran team. Uh, I, I know Matt Olson hasn't necessarily been a postseason guy because he's been with the A's, but I think he's kind of settling into being. In Atlanta Brave, and this team plays with a lot of confidence. I mean, he went out last night and just obliterated the Cardinals in the first inning. Batted around five runs, and you felt like that game was pretty much over uh, at that point. And they have the ability to do that. And I think you watch them play, and it's not just the beating up on bad teams. I, if you want to win a World Series, Ben, you know this. You if you want to win a World Series, you got to. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you got to beat the bad teams. If you want to win an NBA championship. You got to beat the bad teams. You can't get rolled by the Orlando Magic and talk about, hey, when we play the Magic and teams like that, where it's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, like you, th- those are the games that you expect to win most of the time, and the Braves were doing that. And now, what you got to say now that they're playing teams that are good? Okay, they lost two out of three to the Dodgers. I get it. That might be a team they roll up against uh, come the postseason. 
Thought that was a very emotional series. Had an well, opportunity. I was about to say that that was more theatric. There's a lot of stuff going well, on. It was, but I feel like they had a chance to win a couple of those games, and it got away from them. So they beat the Giants, who I think uh, are very good. Could be a, a postseason team. They're beating the Cardinals right now, who has obviously still in good shape to be a postseason team. They beat the Phillies, who are right there uh, in the wild card. They're behind the Braves, mind you, but they are in contention. Uh, if you look at the wild card standings as it sits right now, I think the Phillies will be the first team out of the uh, of the playoffs. So they're right there. Look, I, I think the Braves are playing good against good teams now. What You can't really say anything. They've pitched well for the most part. They've hit the ball well against good and bad teams, and they're still winning. Two and a half back. Objects in your rearview mirror mets are closer than they appear. Hundred percent. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, listen, they, they they went from they went from they went from saying, "Hey man, what is it?" They're staying at our hotel. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ronald Cooney Jr. was walking by me the other night to get some ice, and he did the little symbol. He did the little symbol they do when they be balling. What you mean? He said, "Quote, we're coming." What he said that to me in English. He said, "We coming." All I, Kevin. But the thing is, too, right? It, the Braves are the most dangerous team in baseball because they're built to do anything. They built to, they built to play with leads. They built to come back. They never they never made the playoffs without winning the division, right? But let's face it, I don't I don't know what the best division is in baseball. I can tell you what one of them is. The NL East is rough. I mean, the Mets are a really really good franchise. Obviously, Strasburg. I think this might be a year that he's not uh, going to be pitching, so the Nats are going to be hurt with that. The Phillies still got a All Star lineup. I mean, it ain't like the Marlins just be rolling over. So it's not like this uh, This division isn't a tough division. It's just the Braves are the class of the division. I mean, they really, really are. And every team, if you don't think the Braves are the truth, why, did, why, why you know, look, DeGrom and Scherzer, why they go out against Scherzer? Why? Because, because, they, because they knew, hey, bro, we need something. What? Have you seen the Braves? Have you seen what they're doing? They won the World Series and Ronald Cooney Jr. was hurt. What? Yes. Name a team that can do that. It ain't too many. And I'm sorry, Astros fans, but since, you know, there isn't a sale on trash cans, hasn't, hasn't been much to say about y'all. And, Kevin, could you imagine if that was the Braves? The Braves finally make it to the World Series in that controversy? I do not believe it will be handled the same. I just don't care what nobody say. It would be everybody. They cheated. They cheated. The Braves win it, and people think, oh, well, they didn't really play anybody. <laughs> we'll on, see. Man. We'll see. There's a lot of baseball left. Braves are... Uh, certainly scrapping and clawing, and it's two and a half games there in the East. we got a lot of college football to talk about. We're going to do that when we come back as it changes by the day uh, with what potentially could happen and what may happen. We'll break it down next. It's 3 and Out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. We're streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com. Love to hear from you on Twitter as well, at Pigskin Radio. Also live video streaming. Uh, you can watch us there uh, as well uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, ESPN Coastal on YouTube. And you can watch the show uh, there while we're on or after the show. Whichever you uh, you prefer, you can check it out there as well. We're talking college football next. It's 3 and Out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here, 3 and Out, on this Wednesday. Kevin Thomas, he has been Troop. Glad you're making us a part of your day. We'll chat with Chris Gordy, Locked On SEC Podcast, coming up in hour number two. We'll get his thoughts on what is happening uh, around college football and Ben we'll we'll start there with uh, what is happening around college football obviously UCLA and USC are gone uh, they're gone to the Big Ten and then uh, last Friday it was hey Notre Dame's the big nugget we all know that 
We all know Notre Dame, uh, a team that has, at least football-wise, lived in independent land. They're in the ACC and everything else, but lived in independent land was going to be the big, the big nugget. Reportedly, and again, this is what is reported, Notre Dame said no to the Big Ten. Does that leave the SEC as an option? Could Notre Dame be trying to stay with the ACC and strengthen that conference? Might Notre Dame be doing what's best for college football and not uh, in, in financial interest? I don't know. But, Ben, obviously Notre Dame is out there. If that is true, we've seen some people say, hey, maybe Notre Dame said no to the Big Ten. What are they doing? Right? I mean, if you're going to have con- consolidation, potentially, uh, do they stay independent? Uh, looking at the landscape, obviously they are in a position. Uh, ben, you talk about this uh, all the time in pretty much every negotiation. It's, do you have leverage? Well, Notre Dame knows they can wait, as, they, they can wait out everybody. Right? As soon as the SEC comes out and says, Hey, we're going to this number of teams, and that okay. Do you have a spot for us? We do. Okay, thanks. Like they know they'll have a seat at the table, regardless. What do you think happens? We'll just start there. What do you think happens with Notre Dame before we move on to, to other things? Like what in the world's going on? What do you think happens with them? Notre Dame has to decide, Kevin, what they want their future to be, right? It's hard to tell anybody that moves according to how they want to move independently to say, I want to be a part of something. Because let's face it, Notre Dame don't need nobody. They, they really don't. I don't care what they're going to, 24 teams, Super Cup, they don't need anybody. They're the biggest brand in college football, and they move to the beat of their own drum. That being said, while they do have leverage to decide where they go and how they go, Kevin, they're going to have to decide, do, do, we, do we want to do this like this? Because... 24, we're now what we are when it's P5 ain't the same when it's P2, P3, maybe, and we're not a part of that. So, them saying no to, to the Big Ten means I do think they want to be a part of a conference. Which one is the question? I think it's because if they want to be a part of ACC now, well, you didn't want to be a part of ACC the whole time with ACC. I do think that. I do think that Greg Sankey got a plan in place to get Notre Dame. Because Kevin, hmm, Notre Dame wants to put themselves in a position where I'm still one of the biggest brands, even if I'm tied to a conference. What if they go to the SEC, right? I mean, outside of, okay, you got the Georgia, you got the Florida, you got the Tennessee, you got the Alabama, LSU, A&M, Texas. But Notre Dame is still the creme de la creme. Plus, I don't know what type of negotiations they're going to have to do, but I do think, Kevin, they're going to want to be a part of a conference. Because if it's about winning national championships or, 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 that could be why Brian Kelly went to LSU. Because he's going through. They're not going to. But they, look at all these moves. You got Lane Kiffin going to USC because they know the Big Ten is coming. You got a Brian Kelly who goes to LSU because he goes, dude, they crazy as hell up there in freaking South Bend. They're not going to budge. So, Kevin, for my money, I think they're going to want to be a part of a conference. But and then again, when you your own powerful entity – and you know, with all these teams around you, it's gonna, yeah. it's, that's gonna, that might that might be the question of the year because the Big Ten said, "Dude, we got USC and UCLA. That's cool, but we wanted sure Notre Dame, and Notre Dame said no. So well, we'll see what happens. But Kevin, like I said, if you used to moving your own way, and all of a sudden you under an umbrella, you got to move how the umbrella moves now. So we'll see. But I, 
I think that they might be the last domino to fall. Everything else might happen, and then it, we know the Big Ten is out. Well, I think whatever they, I think whatever they do, it's going to signal the the massive falling of Dom. As you said, like once they move, the rest of them just fall. Like I, they I, have, I they have to. They have this, to. this is a, this is a giant game of Jenga, and there's one piece that nobody's <laughs> moving. It's like that's the Notre Dame piece because if we pull that, the whole thing's falling. I mean, look, and I, I think that is very interesting to watch them, uh, as you said, because you, you you said something there that I I found interesting, where you're like, is it about winning national championships? I don't think. For the fans, you'll say yes, but honestly, I don't think any of this is about winning national championships. Well, for, head, for, head, for head coaches, maybe, and that's the thing, right? They didn't for ask them. Coach, maybe, uh, maybe, but uh, they did not. Ask, they did not ask him. They didn't go to Lincoln Riley and say, "Are you cool if no. we go to the Big Ten? No, we're going to take no. the money. But I can't. It's harder to win a national championship. I don't care. Hundred million dollars. Figure it out. Like I, I don't. I don't think winning national championships. Nobody even cares about that uh, right now. Uh, in, in moving all that. All right, so we can we got so much to get to, Ben. <laughs> so then it comes out today that you're the Big Twelve, and this is amazing how this works because the first thing you think is UCLA and USC. Okay, they're not going anywhere. Everybody's sitting back saying, "Boy, Oklahoma and Texas leaving," and you're adding you uh, you're what UCF and Houston. Man, I don't know. Pac-12 is probably uh, you know lessening itself, and then UCLA and USC leave, and people go, well, are, is the Pac-12 going to rip teams? Is the Big 12 even more done? And then you hear the Big 12 possibly could take four teams from the Pac-12. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Kind of the teams off the coast, uh, if you will. And now you sit back and go, well, if that happens, who's left on the pack on, on the coast? Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Cal and Stanford, who's moving the needle over there? Phil Knight, that's about it at Oregon and Nike. Mm -hmm. But you go from saying the Big 12 could be dead to do they have enough pull to take four more teams from the Pac-12? Is the the Big 12 more enticing now than the Pac-12? Could that actually happen, Ben? Yes, the Big 12 is way more enticing than the Pac-12 because your two biggest hitters in the Pac-12 just left. The two biggest names, that's taking nothing away from Utah, who's defending Pac-12 champions, and Oregon, who's kind of held a pack, who's been waving the flag for the Pac-12 for the last two or three years. Your two big, listen, your two biggest names just left. Chip Kelly, you know, and obviously Lincoln Riley, they're gone. They're gone. Sorry, Dan Lanning, but I know you didn't sign up for this when you went to Oregon, <laughs> but the Big 12, this is what makes the Big 12 more intriguing than the Pac-12. People are still awake to watch the freaking games. Don't want to, I'm not waiting. The game of the week in the Pac-12. Is that at 7 o'clock? Yeah, that's at 10 o'clock <laughs> on the East Coast. Well, we're going to move it back to 6. Well, now it's 9 on the East No, so I think that Kevin, what makes the Big 12 intriguing is, it's let's call this what it is. There is a fandom that goes on in college football that at a certain part of America, it shuts off. Once you get past Oklahoma, that's it. Like, there isn't fandom in Arizona for college football. There isn't fandom in Oregon. There isn't fandom in California. I was out there when uh, Andrew Luck was in college, and I could still get parking when he was. I said, dude, oh, yeah, you can still get parking. Paula Alto, yeah, it's fine. No, Kevin, this is about what part of the country does the college football dominate? If that's not the case, why are the two most prominent California schools in the Pac-12 coming to the Big Ten? I want to come where they actually care about college football. 
and the lot. money and the money. So the Big Twelve is very much intriguing because I'm sorry, didn't Oregon and freaking UW just call the Big Ten? That's true. Amen? So of course it is. And the Big Twelve is saying, "Hey, say what you want, man. I know, I know our two big, big fish are leaving, but we're trying to salvage this thing. So if we can pull Arizona, they're telling Arizona, Arizona State, do y'all want people to care about y'all brand of football? Y'all might want to bring y'all behinds over here because they didn't care in the Pac-12. It has been proven they do not care about y'all in the Pac-12. They don't care about Utah, and they're the defending Pac-12 champs. So, yes, I do think the Big 12 is more intriguing. And, Kevin, I'm sorry. When you start talking about branded with anything, right? We we from the South. We drink sweet tea. You know what they drink up North? Iced tea. That's dirty. That's dirty cold water. I don't want that. No. When I go up north and I ask for tea, I assume there's sugar in it. <laughs> no. I go, what is this? I think that's called <laughs> nasty. And, and it, exactly. And that's what I'm saying, <laughs> Kevin. You, you, you want to be where you are celebrated. Period. Sure. That is college football. And if you're not, hey man, it's a game. It's a game in Arizona. Who? The Cardinals? No, 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 no. You got the Wildcats, you know. You, you got the you got the Sun Devils. What? what? No, no. I'm sorry. So for me, yes, the Big Twelve is saying, "Come over here with us. We still got some big enough brands. We don't got those. We don't got the brand names like we used to. But the Big Twelve is a brand name. The Pac-12. I'm sorry, but we can't even keep our top dogs here anymore. They're gone because they want to stay relevant. Because the guy who's coaching at the biggest brand in the state came from Oklahoma." So he came from Big 12 country. So he understands what it's about. So, yes, it's the Big 12 for me, Kevin. And once again, if they ain't calling your phone, you, your brand in your mind was bigger than maybe what you thought it was. I mean, I think, that I, again, if this continues, there's going to be some teams left going, what just happened? And, and that could be in multiple conferences, by the way. I think there finally been – I, I got to get to this because this was out there uh, this morning. I think Dennis Dodd said at least loosely – and why they're even doing this, I have no idea. Loosely, the ACC and Pac-12 have talked about an alliance where their champions could play in Las Vegas. What are you do- uh, What are you talking about? If I'm Jim Phillips with the with the ACC, I'm going alliance. I said, boy, I sound like Jim Moore. Playoffs, alliance. That's what I'm saying. It's like play alliance. What are you talking about? Didn't you just make an alliance with the Big Twelve and in, uh, in the Pac-12? Say, hey, we're going to have an alliance. And you you couldn't stab people in the back fast enough, right? I mean, you said we out. Big Ten, like, hey, we don't care. I, I thought we were going to have an alliance. Nope, nope, we're going. We're out. And now you're going to align with a weakened Pac-12. Who? How are they going to keep that thing together? They're they're looking at. I just look at it and say, what are you doing, ACC? Like, I, I, if I'm ACC, I, I'm like you've been trying to get Notre Dame, maybe one more team to try to come in and solidify yourself and say, hey, at least we're at 16. Try my best to keep UNC and Virginia Tech, Miami, Clemson, Florida State, whoever from taking phone calls and say, maybe we can make it a P3. But not if you're forming alliances with conferences that have, what, 10 teams in them right now? And reportedly, what, six of them are fielding phone calls and or making phone calls to try to go somewhere else? Like, I, I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're doing. I, and to me, that's the kind of stuff is like you talked about having a commonality. Ben, I think that's a lot how a lot of these conferences got started. Hey, we have a commonality. We have a 
a similar uh, academic direction. We have a similar thought process about the way athletics are, are, are to be perceived, the way we feel about athletics. We're going to form a conference and we'll work inside those confines so that we have similar missions, similar goals, and, and, and all that. And that's, and, that's, and that's fine. What do you have in common with the Pac-12? Besides the fact that your universities and play sports, that's about, I mean, that's about it. Why? I mean, look, there's not one person. And, and, you, and the ACC stretches from Miami all the way up to Boston. There's not one person on the entire East Coast that's affiliated with the ACC. It's like, man, if only I could get some Oregon State love, that would make for great football. There's, like, there's not one person. Well, there might be two. But there's not, not more than five people that are saying, man, could we play Washington, please? Can we get a game with Cal? I I would love to see it. Like no, nobody's and, saying and, that. And, and when are you gonna? And when are you gonna? And when are you gonna play this? Like, think about it. Yeah, so, exactly. so 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 what if Miami got to play you, Dub? <laughs> I mean, but and I mean again, go, either, either listen, either way is bad. Either if they got to go there or they got to come, it's gonna be bad. And it's another thing, Kevin. I mean, we, we talking about nothing screams desperation more than a, than partnering with somebody who's already the Pac-12. It's about to be obsolete if, <laughs> if we're really looking at this thing. Like, so he go, hey man, listen, hey man, we and got it, we got we got one this week. Who we got? We got listen, we got Washington State <laughs> boy, versus Wake Forest. What man? And again, apparently it's it's loose <laughs> talks, but I mean, I I don't I don't see that I, even I, coming to fruition. I get it, Kevin. What they're trying to do is, hey man, listen, these other these other ones they're trying to pull. How about we come together? Come together with what? Like, what are we coming together to do? What? Yeah, I no, mean, I agree. Known, I mean, the powerhouse known as the Arizona State, what Sun Devils versus Duke? Like, what? Like, what are we talking about? And I think that the thing about the ACC is the ACC is trying to show the ACC has proven real similar to the Big Ten during the pandemic. Dude, y'all say a lot, but y'all don't do a lot. You can't even get Notre Dame to actually even play y'all in football, and they play and they in the ACC in every other sport. So what if that? What if that's what happens though? What if Notre Dame says, "Hey, we'll let we'll stay in the ACC for other sports. We're gonna be in the SEC for football." What they gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I, know if they can do that, but yes, Kevin, you know, you're like Kevin. Look, we're not privy to these conversations, but we've been doing this a little while. When people do things, we should be able to find the silver lining in this. And I've been trying to find the silver <laughs> lining for this back to I said, "Is this even news?" Get, yeah, get this off my feed. What? What is this? The Pac-12 and the, and the ACC are about to come together. Come together and do what, though? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, we like, got I get it. They want to come together and do what? Yeah, do exactly. I don't know what they're going to do. And again, that's loose talks. I don't think that's going to stay. I, but I, I saw my that was my first thought. Is that, to, to do what? We'll come back. More college football talk because, again, it's changing by the minute. And how, how do you keep this what it is? Is the golden goose being beat upside the head right now? It's not dead, but it might lose consciousness in a minute. We'll talk about it. It's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here. Three and out on this Wednesday. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you are with us. Thanks for making us a part of your day. College football changing all the time. Uh, and I know there are people that say, look, just adapt and, and move on. Quit being one of those old, old talking heads that says, oh, it's ruining college football. Then we hear that all the time. Oh, you just, it's, it's ruining college football. But I think it's also a mistake for 
uh, an entity, a league, or whatever to say to, to to have that posture that you can never ruin it. And I've often wondered that about the NFL, because you then you see the case, uh, you, you see people kind of around the NFL have that era of uh, there's nothing we could do to ruin this. It's always going to be the biggest. It's going to be the best. There's so much interest, and there's no way we could ruin it. And I think for a lot of ways, the NFL doesn't go go around changing a whole lot of stuff that would get people upset. College football, you start moving UCLA and USC to the Big Ten, and people are going, wait, what? Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, business-wise, sounds great. A lot more money. It's good for my wallet. I'm speaking as a conference commissioner now, of course. It doesn't help Kevin's wallet. (laughs) But it's good for the wallet. But you do hear from a lot of fans, Ben. You said, look, I played in a 12-team SEC. And you've had fans for years and years and years saying, look, I want to play Auburn. I want to play Alabama. I like LSU. I like seeing the Mississippi schools. I like Tennessee, Florida. I like Tennessee, Georgia. The backyard rivalries, the people we 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 know. Alabama and Auburn fans yelling at each other. Auburn and Tennessee fans yelling at each other. Even for a lesser extent, Arkansas and South Carolina, who have been in the league since the 90s, but they've been there a while, it's it's contained in the Southeast, and they all play each other, and we hate everybody else in college football, but it's SEC. It just means more. Well, you keep expanding the neighborhood. Does it mean as much to Texas A&M? I mean, they certainly embrace it. But now you're going to bring in Oklahoma and Texas, Ben, and I, and I, I hear people saying, look, I've heard a lot of SEC fans say this. Don't really care much about Texas and Oklahoma. Not that they don't understand it. Not that they don't look at it and say, yeah, they're cash cows. Not that they don't have huge fan bases. Not that they, don't, they aren't business-wise an asset to the conference. But I feel like most fans are like, I don't care to play Texas, but every once in a while. Not like every year type thing. Like to go to, go to Austin, great. Road trip. Did it once, don't need to do it again. You know, one of those kind of things. Like, would it be special to play Notre Dame? I think Georgia fans thought it was. Do they want to play Notre Dame every year? No. They want Notre Dame. So, so Ben, when you come down to this, like, you're losing a lot of regionality, which I think made college football what it was. Because you got a few marquee matchups. They didn't happen all the time. You know, Alabama doesn't go out there and play Michigan every year. If it happened in a bowl game, all right, it was kind of fun. Now we'll go back to playing the schedule. But the Big Ten, kind of contained there in the Northeast, similar schools, Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, they they all go back and forth. Then you start bringing in schools like Nebraska, and you're going, what? Does anybody in Ann Arbor give two rips about going to Lincoln, Nebraska, and, and or even playing the University of Nebraska? Maybe when it was, you know, for a championship or a bowl game every once in a while, but... Like, do you need Nebraska rolling on the schedule every single year? I, I think you lose a little something when you get that, re- like, again, outside of it being a name, who in the Big Ten, after about the first year or two, is going to be like, all right, Southern Cal again. I really, I, I always enjoy playing those guys. The, the, I think what makes it good is you go to the ball games, Ben, and there's a dude sitting next to you in the seat wearing the opposing jersey, same region of the country, you go, man, I hope we beat y'all today. And he says, you know what, I hope we beat y'all today. And then you go have a beer after the game. 
Not, hey, I flew across country to be here. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, nobody, nobody wants to do that. And so can you ruin that? It, that's what I worry about if it does come to fruition of a P2. We just have 30 teams, and then the ones on the outside are like, eh, what are we doing? Like, wh- like, why are we here? And then you have all these matchups that, by and large, are good in a playoff setting, but people don't really give a rip about if it happens every single year. Well, Kevin, that, that's I, I, the old me would have said, yes, it's going to be ruined, right? But I learned a lot, uh, you know, uh, as I get older. And this, and, and Kevin... That's what we really. That's what we, we we really do on the radio every day, because we shape narratives, right? Like, you know, think about it, Kevin. I'm pretty sure you get this. People see Kevin Thomas out, and instead of saying, "Hey, Kevin is," oh, so you really think that, you know, the Braves gonna be able, like they want to give their take. Like they, they say, if I see Kevin, I'm gonna give him my take. It is now. You either you're gonna say, "I don't know," or you're gonna kind of go back and forth with him. The reason why I know it's not gonna end college football because that's what certain people do. It, this is the end. Supposed to be the end with NIL, right? It's supposed to be the end. Well, I graduated high school in 2000. I remember the world was supposed to come to an end in 2000. People buying sardines and all kinds of stuff. That's <laughs> it. I done seen all this. Kevin, no. We get to say we were around when this happened. We went from 12 teams in the SEC to 14. Now you finna go to 16. Where were you when, quote, they went to? Because, Kevin, you know this is what, what what's really happening now is they don't want to share the money with everybody. True. They're saying, hey, dude, some of y'all ain't worth this money. And Vanderbilt, like, shut up, Vanderbilt. Y'all good. We we get y'all. Well, but th- what, I mean, what that's my favorite it, take in all that, too. Is, uh, but, what, but what it is, is though, Kevin, is I think what's happening in college, in college uh, football is somebody came with a model called amateurism, and they never factored in TV deals and all. They couldn't see that stuff way back then. And now, dude, they, they're saying, okay, the SEC doesn't care about Texas, Oklahoma because they're not in the SEC. You bring them over there, they're going to care about it because they're a part of it. Like, the SEC embraces things. We embrace the Egg Bowl. We embrace the Iron Bowl. We embrace, you know, uh, uh, Auburn, Georgia, and Florida. You embrace those things. We all, listen, to those people, to those of us out there who are married, who have wives and spouses, we're a blended family now, meaning – you don't got to like everybody. In your, hell, not only do you not like everybody on your wife's side, you don't even like everybody on your side. But we're, we're one family, right? We're one I get family. It. And, and Kevin, it's it's like look at what look at look look at what some of these schools are going to bring to Texas and Oklahoma is a huge huge brands, huge brands. And I just think that now, Kevin, what, what we get a chance to do now is get to hopefully be a part of it. But yes, it's not ruining college football. For those people who think it's going to ruin. We'll come back. We'll see if it's ruined or not. It's three and out Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Welcome back. Three and out here on this Wednesday. we got a lot to get to here in hour number two. Rich Styles back. Nine Boys Golf Show will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. Also, Chris Gordy, Locked On SEC Podcast, will join us. We'll talk all things college football. Is the SEC done? With expansion, are they simply positioning for the next move, whoever makes it in college football? So we'll get his thoughts on that coming up here this hour of 3 and Out. Ben, it's 4 o'clock. Let's take 3 here on this Wednesday. All right, we will start at the very beginning, which is always a very good place to start. Take 1, Carolina. Just traded for Baker Mayfield, Ben. Can they win with Baker Mayfield at quarterback? 
Oh yeah, they can win some games. They're just not gonna win the games that matter. They're not go. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not a team that's gonna be uh you know uh, factoring in Kevin. Not just in the NFC South. They still gonna be bottom feeders trying to make sure they're not the fourth, the worst team in the division competing them uh, against an Atlanta team who to me. I still got a chance to beat them. Baker Mayfield is a curious, he's a huge question mark, right? When he first got when he first came number one overall, the first walk on to win a Heisman as well as go number one overall. When he went to when he went to uh, Cleveland, I was thinking, okay, he's good, but he's coming from a system in Oklahoma that you know what happened a year after that? Oh, Kyler Murray won the Heisman and went number one overall. You know what happened there? Jalen Hurts went up there and had, I think, was a Heisman Trophy finally. So that system that Lincoln Riley was doing worked for a lot of people. Baker Mayfield had two of everything. He had two running backs. He had two incredible receivers. He had two tight ends. And he won one playoff game. I'm sorry. You going to a Panthers team with a, with a, with a receiver in, Rob, in Robbie Anderson that literally put hell no when he saw that you was going to get picked up uh, some months ago. I just, while, while he's better than what they got there, Kevin, that doesn't mean he makes them better. Of course it's better than Sam Darnold. Of course it's better than Cam. Of course it's better than P.J. Walker. And that ain't saying much for a guy who former number one overall pick supposed to be re-signing with the team that drafted them. Not the Cleveland Browns are literally playing him to get the hell on. Get up out of here. We're going to pay you. So, Kevin, can he win games? Yes. Is anybody scared of Baker? The Carolina Panthers went from Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, to, to Baker Mayfield. What the hell going on in Carolina? Like, they can't find a quarterback. So, Sorry, Kevin, but no, he's not good. They're not going to win with him. They just, they just bringing him over because they don't got to pay him that much. Well, when I, when, and again, I know when, when I say can they win, I don't mean win a Super Bowl. Obviously, it takes time to build a team, but I would just say when, when I say that, I meant kind of can they win more games than you expected them to with Baker Mayfield? Short term, I, I, I don't know. I, I will say no, I, and I think long term they're not going to win with him either. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Yet, how many number one picks, high first round draft picks here in Cleveland? He's still. I know you're in a tough division, but I mean Joe Burrow played in that same tough division. They got through. I mean, yeah, they made it to the Super Bowl. So Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl. The Pittsburgh still is on the class of the freaking uh, division. Lamar Jackson's already won a regular season MVP in his second year and won a playoff game. And well, there's the Browns. So I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, that's pretty much it. Maybe he'll benefit from not being on the Browns. Uh, oh, 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 he, he's definitely gonna get to breathe a little, breathe a little bit. And say, okay, I'm in a different place. But then he's going to start looking around and saying, okay, outside of Robbie Anderson, who really going to have to, don't even want me here as a quarterback, and, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, they don't really got a lot of work with, with that offense. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. But you want to be somewhere where you celebrate it? We'll see. He might turn up, he might turn out being a pretty good pretty good quarterback. But as of right yeah. now, the jury is out on Now, that being said, uh, they may be better at quarterback than the Falcons are, but we'll talk about that later. Take two, Ben. Which conference, and given all the change that has happened out there, which conference should be the most worried at the moment with so much kind of up in the air about college football? ACC, because I don't know if they're going to get Notre Dame to come back. Like, I know the Big 12 is still trying still trying to salvage itself on who they're going to keep back. You know, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor. You know, I get that. But, Kevin, you know, just like I know, the ACC has had a problem with with, with uh, Notre Dame since Notre Dame has declared when the ACC. Like, are you? Well, we are in every other sport, not 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 in football. So the ACC, because the ACC is screaming desperation by saying, "Man, we we gonna have a laugh with the Pac-12." But what the hell is that? 
Like, did you wake me up out my sleep and tell me that? Like, think about that, Kevin. It's like, so not only do you not know if Notre Dame is going to stay with you, you're going to partner with a Pac-12 that has who? I mean, Oregon, I get it. Utah, okay. Utah, maybe. But it's too many. It's too many. Colorado, Colorado State, Washington State, Arizona, Arizona. It's too many. What in the world is going on when you talk about, uh, you know, uh, when you talk about the Pac-12. So for me, it is the ACC because the ACC is very, 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 very top-heavy. And when I say that, I mean Clemson. Then you start talking about the brands that were supposed to be good by now. Like, I don't know, Miami, North Carolina. So I do think that while you got some big brands in the ACC, if you can't, if, if Notre Dame does not come to the ACC, they go over to the ACC, uh, Greg Sank is going to have to get a, a trap phone because this regular phone will be blowing up. So I do think, Kevin, for me, it is the ACC because the reason why I said it is because Big 12, they care about football, not like they care about it in the ACC, though, because of location. So give me the ACC. I think the one that should be worried the most is the Pac-12. Again, you just lost Southern Cal and UCLA, and you know at least six of the remaining schools are at least listening or actively seeking to be somewhere else. No. I mean, Oregon and Washington – I know people are talking about, hey, we want Oregon and Oregon State to be a package deal. Uh Uh-uh. We need Washington and Washington State to be a package deal. No, we don't. (laughs) So I I think you're looking at Stanford and Cal. I mean, if the Big 12, I mean, the Big 12's doing what they're supposed to do. They're saying, hey, we're looking at Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, and maybe bringing them into the fold. Why not? So, if you got six of the teams left, and Ben, disloyalty is only a phone call away, as we know, right? Hey, are we all together in this? Oh, yeah, we're good. Hold on a second. Hold, hold a second. Now, my phone's ringing. <laughs> About that loyalty, the Big 12 said, you know, we can come over there and make more money. So, we're, we're out. I, to me, it's the Pac-12, because your two biggest schools got poached. At least half of your conference is got wandering eyes. And who are you going to bring in to make them stay? Who can you grab to make them stay? Are you going to flip the Big 12 and say, we're going to take Oklahoma State and Baylor and they're going to come to the Big? Is that enough to make them stay? You know if Oregon and Washington get a Big 10 phone call, they're out. So where can you go? At least the ACC can say, hey, Pac-12, at least we have 14 members. Kind of 15, wink, wink. But, I mean, you know, at least we have that uh, going in our favor. To me, the, the the conference that should be the most worried is the Pac-12. You have the lowest TV rights deal. You just lost your two big draws. And you got wandering eyes all over the conference. I think they should be very, very worried. All right, Ben, coming off of July 4th weekend, this is take three. I'm interested to hear your answer here because I feel like a lot of people's answers change over the course of their life, and it's unfortunate. Do you still enjoy fireworks? I do. I do. Once again, being a country boy, man, you know, this fireworks word <laughs> came up when I when I lived in the Northeast. We, we firecrackers down south where I'm from. But I will say this. Firecrackers or fireworks have gotten pretty freaking explosive or <laughs> impressive over the years. Like, Kevin, ow. I grew up the way you had the itty bitty little. It's, it was really, really small. It didn't have that long. Yeah. It, 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 it don't take that long to uh, uh, to light on fire, right? Then you had like the little screamers. You, you know, it had the little red stick. And you, 
you uh, you light it and you throw it, you go, uh, pow. Then you always got the sparkles, right? Yeah. Then you had a, then you had a family that really know what the hell they was doing, and they'll kind of be the ones. Oh, let's go to their house. Let me tell you something, people. People making a little bit more money these days. Some of us. Some of us <laughs> want to show off too much. Look, look, look. When you go get your fireworks, a firework is another name for an explosive. That's what it is. Sure. AKA will blow your stuff up. AKA, if you look, when you go up, when you go and buy them, and the guy eyes light up and say, "Hey, you want this one? Now, this one right here, it could." Hey, you better look. No, ask what the warnings are because some of these videos I'm looking at. What are we doing? Like some of us ain't never lit a firecracker or firework in our life. Hey, you got the fire? Yeah, I got it. No, no, he don't, cause he don't know. Hey, man, do this supposed to be aimed this way or do it supposed <laughs> to be aimed this way? I don't know. What you need to know, cause it's gonna shoot out. Kevin, I'm still a fan of him, but it's almost like people trying to see just yeah. how big of a boom they can make. Hey, listen, if you don't know what you're doing, leave it alone because people say what's the worst that could happen a lot yeah this video that's going around i don't know what neighborhood this is in i don't know who these people are but i put it on my twitter feed the hoa is going to have a field day with these people because they're going to say kevin you know how it is somebody say all right you can you can you can shoot them but it better not do this it better not do that look i still love them i'm still gonna be a fan of them but certain things are worth just watching you don't always got to be a willing participant, especially if you don't know what the hell you're doing or what the hell you like. Yeah. No, I saw the video. Basically, their whole back, uh, their car caught on fire because the uh, explosive. No, I enjoy fireworks. I was more, re- you took it a different direction, which is fine. I was more wanting the reaction of like, as you get older, do you become a stick in the mud? No, no pun intended. No. Where people are like, oh, it's the 4th of July and people are going to be having fun outside shooting off fireworks and. It's nine o'clock and I just want to go to sleep. Stop. At All one right. point you were a fun person. Yeah. Now you are a boring person yes. and you don't want to go outside and enjoy things. Fireworks yes. are fun. It's Kevin, one, it's a couple Kevin, of nights Kevin, a year. That's all I'm saying. Kevin, we said this, Kevin, as we get older, and I'm talking to the men. I'm talking to us directly. You ain't gonna have a lot of fun stuff left, young man. You better savor what you got. Because you start giving away stuff, you give it away stuff like you're adding stuff. No, 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 no. Kevin might not like triple fudge, but he eats ice cream. It doesn't exist. No, no, no. Yeah. Kevin might not like bowl games, but he likes the one in Vegas. Because <laughs> we don't get a lot of stuff. And Kevin, that's what it really is. Is look, this is what this is this this third question was really this. What Kevin's really asking is, how close are you to becoming your dad? No, I I enjoy well, fireworks. Because as soon as you say when you say this, cut that music down. You sound like your dad. Man, pull them pants up. When you, got on a, when you got on suspenders and a belt, you only need one. You don't need both. Uh, it is funny, man. I, like I said, Kevin, you- yes, I, I am. But listen, listen. We we all now. You know, you know. We, we almost had a little mishap at the troop household. But my kids got the hell out of the way. Yeah. They saw it, boom, boom, scattered. <laughs> but 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 at the same time, too, though, Kevin, is it just me though? Aren't the aren't the fireworks getting crazy? It's like this no, they way. are. hundred <laughs> percent they are getting crazy. Like there's stuff that you buy and like people come back from the store and you're like, that's a suitcase. You're like, yeah, you just light it on this end and it goes off for 10 minutes. It's like all right. But no, I enjoy fireworks. I know there's a lot of people who like to get on social media and say, it's 10 o'clock at night and we're still shooting off fireworks. Well, yeah. 
It has to be dark outside so we yeah, can yeah, see. One, I'm sorry. One night out of 365 nights, you got to stay. Calm down. Yeah, I know. Everybody's doing it. Did they leave? Did they keep you up last night? They kept the whole city up. Yeah. Because the whole city was doing it. My dogs are barking. They don't like the fireworks. <laughs> Kevin. Hey, Kevin, can you hear that? Uh, yes, because we're doing it. Yes. What do you want? The, uh, the fireworks aren't made for your dog. I'm sorry. If you call the police on somebody for shooting fireworks, they should put you in jail. I'm saying it right now. That's ridiculous. So let's go outside, enjoy them, and enjoy move on. Enjoy your yes. life. Exactly. Listen, enjoy. Listen, if you are calling the police on people for the 4th of July, now, for them people that burn their house up, you need to call the fire department. You don't need to call the police. <laughs> you need to call the people that can help them. But I'm just saying, stop. with yeah. you. Fun police. Stop it. I, I will say, Ben, that is one of the uh, big advantages of being a dad as you get older, as you go from a boy to a young man, as you get to light the fireworks. You go from yeah, watching like, and everybody oh, yeah, back hey, up. No, you, you hit him with that back up. Yeah, back up. I, I, I got hey, this. Hey, listen, and you read that label. Let me make sure Which end am I supposed to light this thing? That's take three. We do it every day at this time. We're coming back. We're talking some golf with Rich Styles of the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Chris Gordy, Locked On SEC Podcast, will join us in about 20 minutes. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here. It is three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you're making us uh, a little bit part of your afternoon. Chris Gordy will join us coming up in just a little bit. But uh, the uh, Open Championship, the British Open, what, uh, what have you. Whatever you would like to prefer to call it is coming up next week. Tiger Woods making some comments about whether or not he is going to play uh, next week or not. So all that and more, we bring you our next guest, Rich Stiles, host of the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Rich, good afternoon. How's it going? Well, it's going fine. I am actually on this side of the pond with you guys. <laughs> hey, well, we appreciate you hopping over this. Tiger Woods sounding off, uh, and some people maybe. I mean, we would never overread into what's happening with Tiger Woods, but Tiger Woods making a statement saying, look, I didn't play the U.S. Open because I wanted to be able to play in the Open Championship at a historic venue in St. Andrews. And then he said, I want to have one more run at it while I can still play at a high level. What do you read into those comments? Some people saying, is this the last uh, Open Championship? I mean, I know it's at St. Andrews, uh, historic uh, venue for golf. What did you make of those comments there by Tiger? Well, I think the comments are that, you know, I'm pretty sure that he's not totally bought into the fact that he's going to be able to play and be able to play the way he would like to play. Um, Tiger is very, very competitive, and if he can't be competitive, he would probably pull out. And, you know, I think his body is still um, not back to where he would like it in order to play at the Open at St. Andrews, even though it's a it's an easier walking course than he's had in the past two times that he's been out. But personally, I saw him in this pro-am on Monday and Tuesday, and I don't think he looked great as far as health-wise. He didn't look like he was enjoying himself. Um, I mean, he shot over par both rounds. I mean, he may have been just going through the motions, but uh, he may have been checked out just saying, you know, I don't really care what I shoot. But, you know, I think Tiger's really in a mindset of, I've got to be able to play at the highest caliber that I can, and I'm not sure that my body is going to be able to give me that confidence that I need. And, Rich, even sticking with Tiger, you mentioned that you had a chance to see him play. He didn't look like himself. What? And I know there's a difference. 
what does Tiger Woods mean when he says, I want to look like myself? And what what does that look like to the fans? I know he has a different perception of himself, but what do you think he needs to look like himself? And what do you think the fans going to see when he's out there? Oh, I think when he's walking, I'm not sure that I see the confidence and the, you know, the, the tiger strut, so to speak, that we've seen in the past, you know, when he's, when he's out on a golf course. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's walking very gingerly, so to speak, um, you know, bending over a little bit, uh, sometimes getting down into, um, you know, uh, looking at a putt the correct way. Um, but I, I just don't think his, his body, uh, when he walks and when he swings, um, I think he's still holding back, trying to protect, um, pushing off that right leg that was injured in the car accident, um, you know, quite a while ago. So uh, I'm just not sure that he looks to me like the tiger of the past. And Rich, obviously, this is you know ultimate speculation, but oh. might it be his, his last major tournament? I mean, obviously, he's he's in he's getting closer to uh, to fifty than he is forty, right? I mean, so. Uh, Physically, it's been he's basically not played outside of the majors, right? To get himself ready. I mean, is this a situation where he's doing what he can, but he just as he when he makes comments like, "While I can still play at a high level, I want to be at a place like St. Andrews." Is that kind of foreshadowing that maybe he's thinking about something in the not too distant future? I think it's a very good possibility. I mean, you know, Tiger wants to wants to play competitively, he wants to play well, he wants to be in the hunt, he wants to be in competition. And uh, unfortunately, he's not. I mean, his body is, uh, you know, maybe getting through the first two days to make a cut, which I think is a phenomenal effort. Uh, but then on the weekend, he just kind of falters because his body, like, you know, kind of gives out, so to speak. And, you know, he starts to have that limp, and uh, that limp gets worse on Saturday. And uh, if there is such a word, worser on Sunday. And um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Tiger always surprises all of us. I mean, he's come back from things that we never thought he would come back from. I never thought we'd see him back on a golf course uh, this year, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but he has come back. He's made both cuts that he's played in the tournaments. But, you know, he's just not been as strong as I think he would like to be. Um, and I'm sure this is not the way that Tiger would like to go out for his career by – pulling out of another major or not being able to finish like he wants to. And Rich, speaking of major, speaking of majors, uh, Ian, you know, Ian Poulter, I mean, he, he actually like uh, won a case to allow him to play in the DP world tour. I mean, he, I mean, filed it, won it. Do you, do you see that happen with the PGA with so many guys being, you know, prohibited to play in certain terminals? Do you see them kind of like taking, you know, uh, you know, taking the PGA to court to try to say, look, man, I, I've earned my uh, I've earned my pro card. You don't just get to snatch it away because you don't like certain decisions I've made. Well, I think definitely a court is going to be in session, so to speak. Um, uh, I definitely feel that there are more that are going to try and challenge uh, this stance by the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan. Uh, where it goes after that, uh, it's up to anybody. It, it, it probably like everything else. When you go to court, it you know it just depends on on your lawyers um, and, and, and the facts that they're able to bring up. And, you know, what we don't know is the, the contract that they signed with the PGA Tour, um, what it entails in the small print in, you know, Section 5, uh, A, B, and C. We don't know all of that. So 
They may be violating their contract with the PGA Tour. Maybe that's why some of them have resigned the PGA Tour, so they're not a member of the PGA Tour anymore to give them free reign to to play in the live uh, tour. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of factors that we really don't know, a lot of speculation, a lot of finger-pointing. You know, a lot of guys, um, you know, like Billy Horschel, just getting upset with the guys that went to the to the live tour. Um, uh, there's a lot of guys out there that that think that it shouldn't happen. And uh, But if you put somebody in a position where you say, I'll offer you ten times what you make today and you can work one-third less or two-thirds less for a fact, you know, not many would say no, not not caring where the money comes from. Rich, when you talk about this, it seems in just reading uh, a lot of, uh, you know, articles and things that are covering the PGA Tour, it seems like uh, there's a lot of angst uh, out there about this and that I think was it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Rory uh, or Justin Thomas one, I can't remember, who said, look, if you sue the PGA Tour, you're, you're, you're suing me. You're suing everybody that plays out here. It seems like this has uh, caused a great divide here amongst the players who have elected to go play elsewhere and uh, and the players that remain there on the PGA Tour. Is that uh, is, is that how you kind of see this thing is going, where now you have a lot of them coming together to play the Open Championship next week and a great divide in kind of their thoughts on how this is all playing out? Oh, I think most definitely. I mean, a lot of them have been critical of the PGA Tour since they've signed on with the Live Tour, and I think that's wrong. I mean, I really do. I think, you know, you shouldn't, um, you know, criticize or uh, talk down to or, you know, say mean things to an organization that has made you a multimillionaire uh, several times over and given you a lifestyle um, that, that is many of us will never have. Um, and, and I think that is one of the reasons why some of the guys are drawing a line on the sand um, and, you know, kind of saying, look, at you're on that side, we're on this side, we're still a member of this tour, and their family, we, we belong to it. Um, and if you go over there and you don't want to come over on our side, then, you know, I don't want anything to do with you and our relationship is going to be strained. Uh, I can see that, and I hear that in some of the comments from some of the PGA Tour players uh, yes, I think it eventually is going to end up in court. Uh, and as, as I've said over the last few weeks, the biggest thing I think that we still don't know is will the live tour be approved in order to get world ranking points? If they don't, many of these players that have gone over there will not be able to earn their way into another major. Yeah, going to be interesting to see, see it all play out. And if they do get world golf ranking points, I guess at that point uh, it's game on, right? I mean, it's it's if you keep them out at that point, it's uh, it's lawsuit city, right? Well, it's kind of that way, but they're not going to get as many world ranking points even if they are approved because they're playing a sure. 54-hole tournament compared to a 72-hole tournament. So, uh, you know, there's still a lot of things out there and they may have to play more, and I don't know where they're going to play because – you know, a lot of the tournaments, the DP, and even though they've been sued and some of the players are playing, um, I just think there's more to come. And, uh, you know, the, the final chapters are yet to be written, and we don't know all the details as yet. Rich Stiles, host of the Back Nine Boys Golf Show, our guest. We'll talk Open Championship uh, more in depth next week when it arrives. Rich, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Rich Stiles, host of the Back Nine Boys Golf Show, Saturday and Sunday mornings. At 8 a.m. And Tiger Woods, uh, Ben, saying, look, 
I want to make a run at it while I can still play at a high level. He's made some comments that make it seem like while I can still move, I want to give it a shot because I know that leg has been bothering him. And a lot of people have made reference to, hey, he doesn't look like he's moving good, uh, you know, out there on the golf course. Could we, and I've, you know, it's speculation, but could people, I've seen a lot of people say, could this be the last one? Might he finish up the year? And if he's not any better, say, look, that's it. Uh, very interesting to see how this plays out with Tiger. Kevin, I mean, he's Tiger Woods is the reason why you watch golf. Tiger Woods is the exception to the rule. And I think Tiger Woods is trying to live up to his own persona. But there are certain people that you 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 just give them the benefit of the doubt. But Father Time is undefeated. I know LeBron and guys like Tom Brady are, you know, have something different to say about it. But if Tiger Woods is no longer intimidating when he steps on a golf course, he's not Tiger Woods. He's still himself, but is he intimidated? Do, is, the, is, the rest of, is the rest of this tournament a shaking in their boots because of who he is? I think that's what he's trying to get back to. We've got more to come. We're talking college football. When we come back, Chris Gordy, Locked to the SEC podcast. Is SEC expansion done? We'll talk to him about that next. It's 3 and Out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here, 3 and Out, on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you're making us a part of your day. College football is in an ever-changing state. It is just every single day, it's something new, a new rumor, who's going where, who's doing what. And it's just been a, uh, a crazy, maddening time out there. And joining us here on the program from the Locked On SEC podcast, Chris Gordy joins us here on 3 and Out. Chris, welcome. How are you? Hey, doing good, guys. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy times in college football. I mean, what is going on next? I, I, and again, I guess that's the the only thing you can say is we know Texas, Oklahoma is coming. USC and UCLA are leaving the West Coast uh, conf- or the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten. Like you keep hearing talks about super conferences, a P two. What the heck's going on here, Chris? What do you think? This ultimately, are we going to sit still for a few years, or where is this going? No, I mean we are we are full metal to the you know pedal to the metal, uh, full steam ahead. Legs ruin everything we like about college football, all in the name of money. I mean that's that's where we are right now, and and it's all about money, and it's not about it has nothing to do with pageantry or tradition or anything. We're we're selling our souls for the big money of college football for TV contracts and. And all that kind of stuff, and I just feel like we're we're overreacting, and nobody's taking a step back, taking a deep breath, and saying, "Is this what's best for college football?" I mean, you know, I saw this idiotic uh, idea floated out there today that hey, the ACC and the Pac-12 could form together and and or pair up and do a championship game for what? Like, is that just for a like a fun thing, or is that going to be crowning a quote national champion? Like, I, I'm just I'm confused by everything. None of it makes sense. Look, the SEC wanted to expand. They, they kind of saw a little bit ahead of this. But adding Oklahoma and Texas makes sense. It makes sense geographically. Uh, UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten makes zero sense geographically. Like, are you really going to have Rutgers uh, travel out to Los Angeles twice a year to go play them in football? Or, or what about the other sports, basketball and, and baseball? It makes no sense geographically. And by the way, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those equipment trucks and how long it takes to load them up and send them to a, uh, you know, on the road. But man, going from New Jersey out to Los Angeles ain't exactly an overnight trip. So there's just so many things here involved, guys. That I just it, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I know it's about money. And I know it's about trying to get these TV dollars and all that kind of stuff. But 
at the end of the day, a lot of this just does not make sense for the health of college football. And Chris, even sticking with that, I mean, you mentioned how you know you talk about Texas and Oklahoma. Every everybody understood why Texas and Oklahoma want to come over to the SEC, even with Greg Sankey being the most powerful man in college in college sports. But you mentioned USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten because because obviously Lincoln Riley was sold a bill of goods, saying, "Look, we're not going to be here, man. So you can come over here." Who's getting left out in this thing? I know that the I know the Big Ten is getting better. I know the ACC is getting stronger. What conference should be very, very, very nervous that we? We may be seeing the last of them. Well, I, I like to compare it to it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you used to go to the bar in, in college and it'd be 1.45 a.m. and the lights are starting to come on, everybody's starting to scramble. All right, who's, uh, who's my friend for the night? Who am I, uh, who am I hanging out with tonight? I mean, that's, that's kind of what, what's happening here is the lights are coming on and everybody's left scrambling. And, you know, suddenly you have, uh, you know, the – you, you look around at these other conferences, you know the Big Ten's going to succeed. You know the SEC's going to succeed. But I think the ACC's looking around at themselves going, all right, who's going to be the first to jump ship here? You know, same thing with the Pac-12, with, with USC and, and UCLA jumping ship. If Oregon and a few others jump ship, I think the Pac-12 ceases to exist. I think right now the Big, the Big 12, they put a plan in motion. They said we're going to add Cincinnati and Houston and BYU. And, you know, we feel pretty good about our expansion. But, man, what if, Baylor and Texas Tech jump ship, or Kansas. I mean, it, it, we're literally talking about these other conferences crumbling, and it's just going to be a big two of the SEC and the Big Ten if they decide to go to 20 teams. But my whole thing with that is, what's the point of even calling it a conference once you get to 20 teams? The point of a conference is that everybody plays one another, and you play for a common goal. If you have 20 teams, I mean, you're not playing each other every year in football. It's just, it doesn't make sense. So, again, I, I just... I'll be really interested to see, to answer your question, the next domino to fall is going to be who jumps ship next. And, man, if we start hearing rumblings of North Carolina and Florida State or Clemson dumping the ACC, man, it's, uh, yeah, that could be the next one to fold. But I think that's where all our attention is right now is which of these big you know, Power Five conferences is going to be the first to completely fold. And I think we've at least seen the first domino with uh, UCLA and USC leaving the Pac-12. And, can they rebound? Can they add two teams to replace them and remain a conference? Yeah, and you're hearing, you know, maybe the Big 12 looking at Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. So it could be decimated really quickly. And, and, and again, I get it. Everybody, it is about the money. Chris, we've talked about this before. But in your estimation, who is looking out for, for college football? Is there anybody? Or is it all just bigger, more, bigger, more, more money? Like, is there anybody that you think is actually looking out for the health of college football, college athletics at this point? Well, it's supposed to be this thing named an NCAA commissioner, but, you know, as we know, as we've known, Mark Emmert has been a big fat no-show from everything to COVID to expansion to everything. And, you know, he even puts out there, hey, I'm going to be leaving this job very soon anyway. I mean, it's, we just said, we've had spineless leaders at the top of the NCAA and nobody willing to put a foot down. I think Greg Sankey's been a good leader and commissioner of the SEC, but at the end of the day, his best interest is looking out for the SEC. It's not necessarily what's best for all college football. So it's a little sad from that standpoint. I mean, look, if the, the SEC is not going to go anywhere. They're going to continue to thrive. But if we end up with a 20-team SEC and they're just all going to play each other for a uh, you know crown a champion of the SEC and that's it, we're not playing. I just think that's going to be a really sad day for college football and and rivalries and pageantry and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. It's just, it's, it's sad. But to your point, yeah, there is nobody. I mean, there is no leader that's looking out for what's best for college football as a whole. 
Chris, when you know when you think about when you think about a team like you, you know UCLA and teams like UCLA and USC, obviously they were a package deal. Texas, Oklahoma was a package deal. Big Ten wanted Notre Dame. Notre Dame said no. What, is there a team out there that, in their mind, they're a bigger brand than what they are? Because if you're not, if you're not going to be a part of the conference that you want to be a part of, if you're not getting calls from these commissioners, who could be on the outside looking in when this thing is all said and done with no conference to be attached to? Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, Notre Dame thinks they're bigger than everybody. That's why they won't join a conference. That's why they've been one foot one, one foot in, one foot out. Um, you know, in the Big Ten, the ACC, and all these other, you know, they, they play all these games throughout the years, but they never want to join a conference because of the TV contract. I mean, it, it rubbed me the wrong way when I saw that Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the big to the SEC. But you know, Texas was hanging on for dear life with the Longhorn Network, and now Oklahoma announced an exclusive rights deal with ESPN Plus, where they're going to stream all of Oklahoma sporting events. I'm going, wait a minute, don't we already have this? You know, part of the SEC Network package, and you want to join the SEC? So. Again, a lot of people are just looking out for themselves. They're looking out for their best interests. But, yeah, I mean, I think Notre Dame's the big one that if they decided to join the Big Ten, man, I think you'd see a couple more people follow follow suit and start to say, okay, we're really starting to get some movement here because they are such a big brand. But, again, that that TV contract that they get from NBC, they don't want to share that with anybody. They want to keep that for themselves. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'll be curious to see. But, you know, who are some other schools that could branch off and maybe do, you know, go independent? There's been talk that Clemson, you know, could do that. They don't need the ACC. They've dominated the ACC for many years now. But uh, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be real curious to see uh, who the next big dog to jump ship will be. Chris Gordy, Locked On SEC Podcast, our guest. Uh, I know you said you don't want to see it there, but, I mean, we keep hearing a lot of talk, a lot of smoke about that. Is it eventually 20-team super conferences? Could there be a P3 is there, do you get the three 20-team conferences that gives you basically a top 60? Uh, is that where we're headed uh, at the end of the day, despite people saying, oh, we're happy here? I mean, do you at the end of the day, are we ending up with two mega conferences, maybe a third one, and that's it? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it sounds like we're trending towards. I mean, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated has talked about that for some time, and it seems like it's, it's going to be the big power conferences. Again, I just don't know how that works in – you know, for basketball scheduling purposes, I guess it could work. Everybody just plays everybody once, and we'll spread them out. Uh, with baseball, maybe the same thing too. You'll try to play as many opponents as possible. But I just don't understand with football when you, and you know, when you only have a, a, you know, twelve weeks to do it, and you know, if you're going to eliminate non-conference altogether, great. But you no, know, you can't play twenty teams all in one season. It just, uh, it's not going to work. And so then you get into the the idea of. Oh, well, some schedules are, aren't, aren't as balanced as others. You know, we run into that right now when you know, sometimes with the crossover opponents in the East and the West, there's been years where Alabama's played Tennessee and Vanderbilt in the East and LSU's played Georgia and Florida in the East, and it just, like, that's not an equal schedule. So, uh, again, I, I, I hate it. I'm not a fan of it. If, if it's where we go, that's where we go, and I guess that's, that's, that's you know, we got to just accept it. But, um, again, I, I just think it's, it's ridiculous. You know, for me, I'd rather subtract. Like, instead of instead of add, 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 why don't we look and say, look, Vanderbilt, we appreciate you. Thanks for bringing up the conference GPA, but, you know, we might move on from you. South Carolina, hey, we appreciate you. You've done a, you know, been a great addition for several years in the SEC, but we're going to move on and, you know, replace you with, uh, with Texas and Oklahoma. Like, I, I would rather look at replacing than just adding, adding, adding. 
I mean, Chris, I mean, I mean, you I mean you bring up a good point with something like that, but you know what's you know what's funny to me is everything that happened in college football before the uh before the uh the conference realignment was supposed to kill it. NIL supposed to kill it, transfer portal supposed to kill it. Yet I saw I was at this event and they had they said that UT, and I'm thinking they talk about Texas, had a 240 million, they made 240 million dollars with the athletic department. Six percent of that went to scholarships. 36% of that went to coaches. And so with so much going on in college athletics, why is it no focus is ever on these coaches who pretty soon in the very, very near future, we're going to have a $20 million a year coach and we're not that far away from that now. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, Ben. It's, it's, it's not just the millions we're paying in coaches' salaries. It's the millions we're paying for guys not to coach. I mean, Kevin Sullivan was getting a nice payday to, uh, and not coach at Texas A&M. Coach O is sitting on a beach right now in Destin enjoying counting his million-dollar checks he's continuing to get from LSU. Tom Herman, same thing from Texas. I mean, it's just it's absurd what we're paying it to buy coaches out. We may be talking about it in a few months with Brian Harson at Auburn. He may get a big you know, buyout and, and, and be paid millions down the road to not coach. It's just we, we've gotten too, too hampered on – Win now, win now, win now. And, and the leash on these coaches, it's sad to say, is, is two years now. If you're not turning a programmer around in two years, that's all you get. You're out. You're fired. We're on to the next big name. And it's really funny when I look at a school like Texas. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian went 5-7 and seven in his first year. He went backwards from what Tom Herman was doing. If he doesn't turn this thing around this year and go 6-6, six and six, you know, I think fans are going to be discouraged, but the only reason you're not going to fire him after this year is because he's got the Arch Manning commitment, and you don't want to lose that if you're Texas. So, um, yeah, I just I think we've gone overboard with expecting everybody to win. And, and guess what? Adding Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC is going to do. It's going to make it even tougher. It's not going to make it easier to win. So, again, we're going to continue to turn the heat up. We're going to continue to up the ante and paying coaching salaries. You know, all Nick Saban's got to do is go to Tuscaloosa and go, "Hey guys, I'm not making enough." They'll go. Coach, what do you need? You know, do you need twenty million a year? We'll write the check right now. So, yeah, you're right, Ben. It's it's only going to get worse with the with the conference expansion and what we pay coaches, and then what we pay for coaches buyouts to not coach. Chris Gordy, locked on SEC podcast. Our guest here on Three and Out. Chris, appreciate the time. Thanks much. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Appreciate it. Chris Gordy joining us here on Three and Out. Back with more on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Welcome back. It is three and out on this Wednesday. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you're making us a part of your day. We are glad to have you along the uh, network. Also, ESPNCoastal.com. Also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to our YouTube uh, page, ESPN Coastal. Like, subscribe there, and you'll know every time we go live here uh, each afternoon. You can catch up on all the shows you missed uh, right there. ESPN Coastal on YouTube. I've been talking a lot of college football because, I mean, it's all over the place. Alliances, backstabbing, who's looking over here, who's looking over there. And I asked, you know, Chris Gordy last hour, who's looking out for college football? Who's looking out for the sports uh, in, in college? And he said, well, there's supposed to be a commissioner doing that. Well, I mean, that is true, but I don't know that he is. Uh, because while major changes have happened across the college landscape, he has said nothing. And again, I'm not saying that the transfer portal is a bad idea. I'm not saying that NIL is a bad idea. But you have said nothing. Not, hey, this is what we think a policy should be. Not, this is what we think would be fair for all of our member schools if we, if we did it this way. 
Nothing. Nothing. Just hey, deuces, man. I'm leaving in a year. <laughs> in a year or so. So you look at guys like Chris Gordy, who we've had on. We have a number of guys uh, on the show, Ben, who love college athletics, love college football. I mean, you play college football. And basically, a lot of the responses have been, and again, I know you're going to get a different response when we talk to guys who love SEC football, has been, I get it. I understand why they're doing it, but I don't like it. And the only thing you come back to is like, look, there's something to be said about rivalries and having some history uh, with them. I I was talking with Christian about this earlier a bit. Penn State plays Ohio State. And we were talking about it. It's like, is that a rivalry game? Or is it just a big game? Because Ohio State's good and Penn State's like, well, they're they're the best team we play, so that's a big game. Their rival, quote-unquote, they don't even play anymore. They don't play Pitt. So so you lost some of that. You lost some of the, hey, this is Pitt and Penn State. For Pennsylvania, we, we're going back and forth. You lose some of that. And in the name of getting bigger and better and, and what have you, I wonder if your average college football fan is like, I get it. I understand why they're doing it. But I don't like it. Well, Kevin, I mean, I, I, well, Kevin, they're not wrong, right? They're, they're not wrong, but... The best thing that every time we bring this up, I'm going to say the same thing. Kevin, you've been in radio a long time. Would you want to go back to how it was? And the answer is, hell no. <laughs> because what when you first got in, this was the only way there was to do it. That's how everybody... It's, it's different if you're the only station doing it. No, everybody was doing it like this. But when the new advancement came in, you was like, really? Like, yeah. The first thing you said was, we're not going back, are we? Like, this is permanent? Yes. Okay. Now, the thing about it is this. We know that nothing stays the same. We know that this wasn't going to go on forever. What college football did with the college football playoff, it eliminated an entire portion of the country. But guess what? I don't think it's ever been about college football playoff. It's been about programming. So now it's like, hey, dude, go back the last five to ten years. Tell me the highest generated games during the regular season. I guarantee you they're coming from the southeast, south, southeastern part of the country. So what, so, what, so what goes on now when you start talking about college football is look at how much money is being generated. Like, number well, no, one. You're true. I, I saw somebody. Oh, oh. I know, but, but I wanted to follow up your point because you said one to go back. Somebody actually did this. I think they said even, I mean, in just the last year or so, but I think they said last year there were 70 games that got more than 3 million people watching, watching them in college football. There were 70 games. All but, I think, nine, it was single digits. All but nine were Big Ten or SEC football games. So, I mean, that's, just follow and, that and, point. And, Go ahead. And, 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 hold on. But, and, and what I'm saying is, is yes, I was, I, I'm blessed enough to be able to say I was a part of some incredible, some incredible rivalries when I was at the University of Florida. But just imagine, I think past, after the Tebow era, now people start talking about Texas a right? Because they, want, they weren't in it. Miles Garrett, Played in the SEC. Von Miller did not, and they both played with Texas A&M. But so I think that what's happening is Kevin is we get to say we we have become the way back when. Man, I remember when. Yeah, everybody has those stories. But the biggest thing is the money that's generated. You, Kevin, we always say this: they're not spending money on things that people aren't buying. People are paying for a certain product, and if you are part of that product, you have no problem with the changes. And if you are not, you are going to be speaking the loudest. It's like 
So I know that when I saw this, USC and UCLA said, hey, man, we better get the hell up out of here while we got a shot to get up out of here. Because you know, Kevin, once the phone stopped ringing, hey, man, that's it. Like, okay, we've capped it. We're not going to do anything. Because because you got an old model, they can always say, hey, man, for the next two years, we're going to go back to the old school. We're going to do conference. You you still have that option. But when when it comes down to if we are – when it comes to our show, we hope that if you had to pick, you pick an our show to listen to when you start talking about college football, sure. you start talking about Braves baseball. That's why we do it. I think what the Big Ten is saying is we can't compete with programming the SEC. We can't compete with them. Nobody else can really say that because why? We got Ohio State. We got Michigan. Recent college football playoff uh, you know, participants. We got a Penn State, right? We got an Iowa. I get it. But we got big enough names to where, say, we can compete. Now, you're going to have to put that to the test because we're going to have to see. Because you know, Kevin, rivalry weekend might happen a little earlier. Like, the thing about it is, is Michigan, like, what can what can compete with Michigan-Ohio State? Do you move? Do you move the Red River rivalry to the same weekend of, uh, you know, uh, the big game? Do you do that? Because I – because because. I, look, and I'm a person to where, look, I know people, oh, being you went to Florida, it's easy. No, I can see both sides of this thing. I can see I can see the fact that, you know, a team like Florida is going to benefit from it because they, they are a staple in the SEC. But Florida hasn't been relevant as of late as far as, like, winning national championships, but their brand equity is there. That's why Oklahoma and Texas get to come over. They're not coming over to win natties. They couldn't win natties in the old way. How the hell are they going to win natties now? But you are bringing you are bringing brand equity to it. So I just think that for some of these coaches and players or the, the the fans, when you are a fan of a college team, it is way different than a pro team. It is not even close. You so tied into your your college team to where it bothers you when they do stuff. All right, so 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 Manny Ice left the five. All right, cool. I mean, all right, but I don't like it, but I that's not that's cool, right? But. If Anthony Richardson decides he don't want to play for Florida, I got a problem with that. <laughs> I can't stop it. I can't stop it. But, Kevin, it's a different – so that's what you're really talking about. The fandom in college is real. It is serious as it gets. I can't really speak for – outside of maybe Bills fans or, you know, maybe like you know like Green Bay Packers fans, it's like fair weather. College football, it is, it is no joke. It is no joke. It ain't nothing to play with. So I do think while you are definitely – affecting that i think kevin it's like this georgia southern never had to respond to georgia state they never had to say a word but because they did you got a nice little rivalry going on right now i don't know if that's going to be the case when it comes to the sec or the be or the quote new big 10 but i just think that we, we might as well get our minds wrapped around if these coaches ain't getting these big time deals and want to associate themselves with LA. think about a brian kelly do you in notre dame i want some of the sec action really yeah because they can see what's going on around the country. Like I said, Kevin, certain coaches, they want the money. They want the freaking prestige and fame that come with it. Urban Meyer is more famous for what he did in Florida than what he did at Ohio State. And I'm not taking away what he did at Ohio State. But he became the man at Florida. And that's forever now. So I think these coaches kind of want the same thing. We'll see what happens. But I'm sorry. If you're not one of those teams, if you're not JSU, as far as HBCUs, you hate Deion. But if you associated with them, you love it. And that's what it really is. If you ain't a part of this train that's leaving the station, 
you can't stand it. But if you own it, hey man, I got a ticket and I'm good, Kevin. You know it's not going back. And Nick Saban nope. is just loving it because because his contract already getting renegotiated. Oh no, you're right. I, I again, I I look around at the fracturing of 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 college athletics. Specifically, we're talking college football here, and I wonder about the teams that that get on the outside looking in, right? Because I know people will look at it and go, oh. Duke's not going to be left out. Why? Because of basketball? Coach K's gone. What do you bring to the table? We bring the ghost of Coach K as the head coach. He's still alive. But you bring the the history of Coach K. You were good with David Cutcliffe and Steve Spurrier. And outside of that, you have to go all the way back to like the 40s. So what are you, what are you bringing to the table? Duke could be a program that ends up on the sidelines and you're going, and there they go. And you're going, they're not going to fade away. No, but it'll be significantly different because you're not going to be getting anywhere close to the type of money that everybody else is. You know, a Boston College, a Syracuse, an NC State, a Washington State, an Arizona, an Arizona State, an Oklahoma State, who are teams that are good. They bring a lot to the table, but maybe they don't bring enough to the table. And then if you get to mega consolidation, you're all just out here playing for what? For who? Because yeah. the power two, we're like, well, we're doing our own thing. And that's what everybody, yeah. quote, unquote, everybody wants to see. And what happens, that's the stuff that I look at it from that side of what happens to all the programs that now are P5 schools that might just be just another school. And I, and I know you've talked about that as well. And I, that's what I think is bad about the direction it's going. Because people say, oh, it's going to be like NFL Junior. Do college football fans want it to be the NFL junior? I don't think most of them do. They don't. They, and, they, and so, they, they don't. And so that's they, what that's what I'm talking about. Is it's getting bigger? Like we're going to make this kind of NFL junior. I, I don't yeah. know that most people want it to be that. They at don't. the end of the day, they, they don't. Most people, most people only watch the NFL because there's nothing else going on on Sunday. You have options on Saturday, and you pick what you want. It's not most of NFL games are awful. <laughs> they are not good. They just call it what they are. <laughs> Kevin, even guess you're gonna have a, a winner and a loser. But Kevin, are you? Come on, man. Like, and 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 I, and I mean this respectfully, right? Are you really getting up for the, you know? I don't know the Panthers versus the Dolphins at one o'clock. You're not. You're not. Whereas a college game, you're you're. Listen, I told y'all. Listen, I'm gonna have a book coming out soon, man. It's gonna be called, you know, No Weddings in the Fall, and it ain't gonna have nothing to do with wedding. You, you'll see what I'm talking about. No, Ke- because Kevin, this is the thing, right? If somebody does something on Sunday, unless it's messing up, you know, the time you go to church, because you planned everything out the church. I go to church, I'm planning everything out. Saturday, you go, whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean you want us to be there at one o'clock? No, 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 no. You don't have it at one o'clock. Yeah, but, and and I think that you're right. It's like. I'm a voice for college athletics first, not just because I went to Florida. No, 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 no. And that's what this really is about. Most teams in college football are slot fillers. What type of slot you feel, it's not really determined upon you. Billy Napier went from $2 million a year to 7.1. He hasn't coasted down. Florida, people go, Florida going to be trending up. But based off of what, you don't know that. You don't, you don't know if Florida's going to do it, but they're so entrenched. Why? Because they got Tebow, because they got Spurrier, and that's forever. That's all you need. Certain schools ain't got that kind of stuff, and they're going to get penalized because of it. I'm going to say this. In the last 25 years in the state of Georgia, as far as like college players that's come out of the state of Georgia, the only one that was a Heisman Trophy finalist was Joey Hamilton. He went to Georgia Tech. He's the only one. He's the only one. 
What would they say? Yeah, but he didn't win it. Hell, Georgia ain't even got no Heisman final, but they won the national championship. See, it's like it's like what? Hey, who's the best receiver come out of the last twenty? Calvin Johnson, Georgia Tech. Who had an offense that nobody could stop? Georgia Tech. People. Don't, so to me, they they be looking at stuff wrong. Georgia Tech huh? to me is the one. Georgia Tech to me is the domino that should fall because if I'm the Big Ten, I'm calling Georgia Tech right now because I can ill afford to lose the city of Atlanta. And if you do, huh? Because you're going to need that part of the country. I'm telling you, you're going to need that. Yeah, it's, again, I think that's going to be interesting, but I, I just look at it and say, are you heading in a direction that most fans don't want it to? I, I think that's the, the case. I really do. Uh, with a lot of Because, again, let's say the Big Ten poaches two or three teams from the ACC. Like, especially if you're from the South, like, what what are you doing there? Like, you know, like you don't have any historical alignment to any of those teams. And, and so – I get it. It's about survival. It's about money. It's about staying relevant. I, I get all that. But again, as I said, most people I don't think have to like it, but can recognize the direction it's going. And I don't know that that's a good thing if we end up at 20 or 24 team mega conferences. I think you start losing some people that are like, you know, I I could take it or leave it at this point where it's gotten so ridiculous from where it was just a handful of years ago. I still think a lot of college football, kind of the beauty, the charm of it is Hey, I'm a fan of Georgia. We're playing our next door neighbor right there and right there and right there and right there and right there. Georgia, and I'm and I'm saying Georgia just in this case, Ben, as a generic, I mean, I could say this about a whole lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. Georgia was built playing Alabama and Auburn and Florida and Tennessee. Georgia didn't become Georgia because they we're in the same conference as Michigan or Ohio State or, nice. or yeah. Northwestern or yeah. pick any of them. It, yeah. it was built because we live right next door to each other, you know, metaphorically with with the and I guess geographically sense uh, in the state. We intermingle with one another. We're all from the same region. I know you could say with the internet and technology and information, you kind of lose some of that cultural stuff of hey. The West Coast is different than the South, which is different than the North. But you kind of lose some of that. But still, the SEC was built on, we're all in the South. We kind of all you know, do the same kind of stuff. Yes. And and we get it. We don't yes. have a lot in common with L.A. No, except lower. No, 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 we have, you have L.A., we have lower Alabama. That's, what, that's, yes. that's, the, only, that's yes. the only thing we got. And I think you lose that. Again, the Big Ten. If you're sitting there in Chicago, Northwestern, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, you don't have a lot in common with fans from Southern California or Oregon. I mean, so so I think that is one of those things that brought conferences together, and I'm sad to see we're going away from that. It's a perception problem. So I will say this: the perception problem is, listen, which is a good thing. The Big Ten think they got better football than the SEC. The SEC think they got better (laughs) football, right? And and rightfully so. Rightfully so. I, I, I can, I can, I can, I can live with that. But like you say, Kevin, listen, this is this is the thing about California that people don't know. Southern California compared to Northern California, they might as well be two totally different states. They don't even compare. In the same state, no Cal and SoCal don't even compete. And I mean, don't even compare. You bring up a great point. The only people who know what Wisconsin is, right, live in Michigan. <laughs> the only people know what Ohio is. You know, they live in Wisconsin. They know where it is, right? That's a person from L.A. where the hell Wisconsin is. That's a person from, I mean, I mean, because I mean, because let, let's be, let's be, I mean, we like the Great Lakes, right? What's that, Lake Erie? We, we don't know what the hell it is. Where's Cleveland? I don't know. I know what's up there. Up where? On the map. 
You ain't never been there. And Kevin, that that is saying something. The fact that whether it's Mississippi, Mississippi State, you know, LSU, you know, uh, uh, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, we all share what they can We in the South. The culture is the same. What And that's past football. The sure. culture is the same even when you're not on the – you start saying, hey, yeah, man, who you got this week? We got Arizona. What the hell's going on Arizona? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't Arizona, Arizona had to take their field from outside, and they had to slide it so they got natural yeah. grass. Well, it's like, uh, you know, listen. Georgia played at Arizona State a few years back, and it was like, okay, this is interesting, but, I mean, I'm not getting excited about that every every other year or something where it's like, oh, going to play, like, it just doesn't, I don't know, just doesn't do it for me. We got more to come. A lot of change going on around college football, and who knows? It could be all different tomorrow, Ben. You, you, you just never know. We got some more football talk around the corner. Baker Mayfield on the move. How does that affect the fact? Are they now the worst team in the NFC South? With that next, it's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Hit us up on Twitter. Love to hear from you at Pigskin Radio at Pigskin Radio. We're also streaming live ESPNCoastal.com. You can also see us on Facebook, Twitter. And YouTube, we encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, ESPN Coastal, there on YouTube. Ben, before we move along, did have this comment from uh, Cord there on Facebook. Did y'all mention Phil Knight wanting Oregon to join the SEC? And uh, I'll just say this. I, I believe Phil Knight probably wants Oregon to go wherever they can stay viable. I mean, he's a big Oregon alum. And for those who don't know, Phil Knight started Nike worth $10 gajillion. And... Really, I think, Ben, you could credit Phil Knight for the reason that Oregon is relevant. He kind of said, look, if we want Oregon to make a, a make a statement and not just be the Ducks and a team that plays football in Oregon, I'm Nike. I have the power to, to do it. Let's get crazy. Let's get nuts. Let's make uh, uniforms every other week. They'll all be different. They'll be wild. They'll be out there. They'll be exotic. And what did Oregon kind of become known for? They're the cutting edge of uniform stuff, right? It's like, hey. You want something crazy? Oregon probably going to try it out first, and then everybody else can see if they like some. But it made Oregon a brand based off that. People are like, oh, Oregon's the ones that always wear something crazy. I could see he wanting to be in the SEC, Ben. I mean, that makes about as much sense as Southern Cal and UCLA going to the Big Ten. But Phil Knight wants Oregon to have a landing spot. That's what that's all about. I don't know if the SEC wants Oregon. I I mean, why? That's That would be my first thing is like, Okay, they have Phil Knight and Nike. I guess there's a tie-in there, but, I mean, Phil Knight's already getting plenty of SEC business uh, with Nike uniforms. But if you're the SEC, wh- why? why? Why do you take – why would you take Oregon? I, you don't. If, you, if it's me, I mean, there's pl- there's plenty of other options that you could take not being Oregon. And what happens when Phil Knight's no longer in the picture? I think Phil Knight's in his 80s or at least his late 70s. Once he steps out of the picture, he's like, does the next guy at Nike care as much about Oregon as he does? I mean, I I, I don't see why the SEC would want Oregon. I mean, just yeah, me. Kevin, I mean, just, I, why? It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, you're right. Well, look, I mean, unless, unless they, like I said, if, if they do get Oregon, that's going to be as far, as far west, you know, as they go, but... Well, you can't Phil go much Knight, farther you know, unless you get Hawaii or something. Like, I mean, yeah, what yeah, are you doing? I, Phil, Phil, Phil Knight is thinking this. Dude, I care about brand longevity. Y'all care about like I want to make sure that we are tied to something that is bigger than us because, like you say, Kevin, uh, I mean, you know, the people kind of know what we're doing right now. Like they know we got Nike. 
They know that we got we known for uniforms. They know that we known for you know we yeah we but we do got a we do got a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, he's the starting quarterback for the Falcons right now, right? <laughs> I, 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 I just think that I just think that Kevin Phil Knight is saying what what is Oregon's staying power? Because right now we obviously thought that we were a bigger brand than we were, and we're calling other conferences now. Hello, this Phil man, Phil Knight. Hey, what's up, man? I mean, we want to come over to the Big Ten. Uh, we'll let you know. It's New, uh, Notre Dame's on the other line. I'll call you back. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Kevin, Phil Knight is doing the sensible thing to protect his brand, you know, down the road. We'll see what happens. But once again, Greg Sankey has the most sought-after number in college athletics right now. And if he ain't calling you or you ain't calling him, because we kept talking about Kevin, who could find himself on the outside looking at thinking they're a bigger brand than they thought. And outside of them big gigantic John Deere looking uniforms, <laughs> hey man, it's it's it, it it could it could be, and it could it could be a curtain call for them Oregon Ducks, Kevin. Because like I said, they are a big brand, but in, but 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 as it, as as it pertains to big brands, they got that Nike, they got Phil Knight, but Phil Knight don't play football. So I I, I just think that when you start talking about former alumni, you don't get much bigger than Phil Knight. Sure. Now. Let, let's not let's let's not trip. Cause you know Arkansas got Jerry Jones. You see what I'm saying? Like, so you got some former ones, but do we help you football wise? And the answer is no, Phil. That's the thing. You don't help them football wise. So it just makes no Kevin. sense. Yeah, it don't. And at the end of the Kevin, once again, me and Kevin is putting on our. You know, we you know we we are part of the SEC. Oh, are uh, we? You know, uh, determining determining uh, who comes in com- uh, committee. Hey. Y'all boys like green? Yeah. Y'all boys want to go green? Y'all want to look John Deere? Nah, not Oregon. Anybody ever been to Oregon? Anybody ever seen the Trailblazers? Yeah. You know who Damian Lillard is? That's going to be a no, no, and no. That's going to be a no for me. So we're going to we're gonna just keep moving. We're not going to spend much time yeah. on this. I, I, Phil Knight, we love you. But think I, about it. Phil Knight ain't big enough. God, that's that's what we are in college. Phil Knight is being told, no. Nope. I don't know if he's being told no. I just think if you're the SEC, it's like, why would you do that? Like again, there's nobody within. I mean, a thousand miles, literally. Like once Texas comes in, what they Oklahoma, I guess, would be closer. But there's nobody within fit what thousand fifteen hundred miles. Literally, Oklahoma would be halfway across the country, and that would be the closest game. Like, why would you do that? I, I, I just uh, again, nothing makes sense in this era. Like USC and the Big Ten. Like who? But, but again, I think if you're the SEC, uh the SEC is in that position of we can be as regional as we want to be and still be uberly, uberly viable. I, we didn't get to talk about this, so we're, we'll take a break, Ben. We'll come back, and we'll talk about uh, – you mentioned the Heisman Trophy winner quarterback from the Ducks starting for the Falcons, but might the Falcons be the – are they are they the worst quarterbacking gig right now in the NFC South? We'll talk about that when we return. It's 3 and Out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. 3 and Out here on this Wednesday – Baker Mayfield traded to Carolina. Uh, Ben, the Browns are going to pay his salary here in 2022. So you got Tom Brady. You got what, Jameis? Baker Mayfield and Marcus Mariota. The Falcons, are they now last at the quarterbacking front here? Are they they the worst quarterback team in the NFC South? And I know you can say, well, what has Baker Mayfield done? I, I get it. That's why I'm asking the question, though. After this move, are the uh, the Falcons now last from a quarterbacking standpoint? Yes, I mean, and, and, and if I'm and if I'm and if I'm being honest, and I and I respect Marcus Mariota, 
We probably was last before they got Baker Mayfield, <laughs> and we just, and we just. I, I love Marcus Mariota, but it's the thing, Kevin. Kevin, think about this though. Baker Mayfield is leaving the is leaving the AFC North. We had three Heisman Trophy winners: him, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Right now, he's coming to the AFC South. I mean, NFC South to wear three. Yeah, him, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. Right. Here's the thing: he wasn't the best quarterback. He's an AFC North. He shows hell in the best quarterback now with Tom Brady. But I will say this about Baker Mayfield, right? I give Baker Mayfield a lot of flack. But when you think about it, Baker Mayfield more than did what he was supposed to do for the Cleveland Browns. They just very, very I don't I don't know when 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 did when did the Cleveland Browns get so untitled? The Cleveland Browns, before Baker Mayfield got there, were one in 31. In two years, they won one game before he got there, right? So he gets there. They go to listen. They get there, Kevin. They go. They go to a playoff game. They beat. I don't think they had won a playoff game since the nineties. When did the Cleveland Browns get so untitled? So this will happen with Baker Mayfield. They expect the Baker Mayfield to do what he did for Oklahoma, for Cleveland. Uh, no, that's no. Like so, Baker Mayfield once again gets to have a resurgence of his career in the NFC South. He gets to do it in the Carolina Panthers team. But let's face it. They don't really got realistic expectations. Just like the jury is still out, you know, uh, on Arthur Smith, the jury is still out on Matt Rule. You don't know what the hell he's got going on up there in Carolina either. But Baker Mayfield, new place, new opportunity. We'll see what happens. But Atlanta, you, you know, you already know what the assignment is. Beat Carolina. So you don't be bottom feeders. Because <laughs> Kevin, I mean, because at the end of the day, right, three former Heisman Trophy winners of both all three of them are fighting for their NFL lives. And they happen to be in the same division as the oldest player in the NFL. Freaking Tom Brady. And he's miles and miles ahead of all three of them. We will see what happens. Baker Mayfield doesn't lack confidence. Jameis Winston gives some of the best uh, interviews you've ever seen. And Marcus Mariota, we don't really know uh, what he's about yet. It should be exciting, Kevin. But, hey, man, Baker Mayfield is in the South now. Think about it. What? Texas? What? He went to Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Cleveland, now he's in Carolina. Young man, Cleveland ain't Carolina now. I'm just telling you. Charlotte might be. Charlotte might see them. But we'll see what happens, Kevin. But, yes, to answer your question, not only not only is Atlanta Falcons has the worst quarterback in the division, they had that, but I still think Sam Darnold was a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. I mean, that ain't saying much. No, but. But at the same time, though, Kevin, Marcus Mariota proved me wrong. You know, Mark, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan by default. Grew up in the state of Georgia. I don't get to pick nobody else. Y'all who I got. Come on, Marcus. <laughs> Act like you, you got six four, six five, six six. Act like you want to be here. And if Cordell Patterson rushed for more yards than any other running back on the team this year, I'm gonna lose my mind. But uh, we'll see. But shout out to Baker Mayfield, man. I mean, you want to go somewhere where you celebrate and not tolerate it. He seemed to have found him, found him a home down there. And Carolina. Only problem is, he's starting to receive a Robbie Anderson. Don't want him. I mean, that's an interesting dynamic to walk into, uh, right? I mean, when when you know you're walking into a a locker room where guys are like, nope, don't want you to be here. And again, I know it's professional sports and you don't all have to be friends uh, to get along, but will be interesting. And again, if Baker Mayfield doesn't win very much in Carolina, I mean, you could say, hey, they're a bad team, but I mean, their defense has not bad been. You have still have Christian McCaffrey. I know he gets injured a lot, but. You do still have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if he if Baker Mayfield takes them a step forward, maybe people look at him and say, hey, maybe it was Cleveland. 
Maybe it was that situation. I, I don't know. Oh, 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 that, oh that's, that's what they're going to say. Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland had what? Cleveland had like four, four coaches in like three and a half years. Like Cleveland is in no position to be talking about what, <laughs> what needs to go on. What the heck? I'm sorry. Didn't y'all go 0-16? Yeah, you did. So please, you win a full calendar year, and no, two years, and you won one game. You got the nerve to be telling people you ain't good enough. What the hell? <laughs> really? Okay. Cool. cool. Is that how you feel about it? Because, you know, some people can't, as my grandma said, the audacity. Did you just say that to me? Yes, they did. The, the only thing that ever happened to Cleveland was the Cavs, LeBron. Outside of that, come on, man. Deshaun Watson, I don't know what y'all think he's going to do. He sure as hell ain't going to play football in 2022. So I don't know what y'all think going to do in 2023, take y'all to the Super Bowl. Not happening. Nope, nope, nope. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield into the fold of the NFC South. Falcons fans, you just. Better, better hope Marcus Mariota gets it done. Come on, him. Marcus. Come on, say, Marcus. And again, I, I say that more from your standpoint, Ben, where you're like, look, are the Falcons on the same level as as, as the Bucks? Okay, no, I get it. But you, just don't be last, right? Don't, there, don't there, be, don't there, be there, last. Kevin, no, Kevin, ain't, Kevin, ain't nothing wrong with saying that. Coming from a person, I know, I, I know what the listeners are saying. Ben, you played for the Titans. And... <laughs> We, you, we listen. I you know. I know what being. Be I know what being a bottom feeder is. Okay. <laughs> As I say, you I all people there. understand. Don't be last. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, at, the, at the end of the day, sometimes it's better to say we weren't last, right? <laughs> I mean, because we weren't. Now, true indeed, we was in a race with four people. We just got to come in third and not fourth. <laughs> and that's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that's an easier thing, right? As you said, look, I, we'll see. We'll see if Baker Mayfield works out. If he does. Falcons are going to have to up their game in a big way, or maybe Desmond Ritter will still see the field. Come on, Desmond. He looked like no. Uh... <laughs> no, look, I, I'm still of the opinion that he shouldn't see the field this year if you really want him to be the starting quarterback I, at the end of the day. But unless, unless, unless it's some blowouts, which but it probably could be. If it goes that way with, with uh, Baker Mayfield in the division where you're trying to not be last. Maybe you roll the dice. Who knows? Oh, ba- oh, ba- oh Baker Mayfield gonna have the ball because if he doesn't, uh, ain't gonna be no second contract. Not not, not for what he want. Because you're the number one overall pick. He I'm wants just to- saying. You you know who's had a better career right now, money wise, depending on what happens. Kirk Cousins, the Baker Mayfield, guaranteed contract only. <laughs> Deal with it. He's also hey. won more than Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah, listen, listen, listen. So, and, I mean, and he got a catchphrase. You know what I'm saying? You like that? I'm just saying. <laughs> man, you drive, that man used to drive an uh, uh, Astro van. He's got the stats. <laughs> he's got the stats to back it up, though, right? I mean, he, he does. Got, he does. He, I'm he, not got, saying he got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. You know what I'm saying? The company. I mean, you know, he got uh, he got cooking those boys up there. He, so he Ir, Irv Smith Jr. He he got he got he got some Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. He better have some stats. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna be Green Bay, but he gonna have some stats. He's just trying. I'm just comparing him to Baker Mayfield right now. That's all I was doing. Oh, no, 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 no. Kirk, Kirk Cousins said the audacity. Don't you ever put me over there with Baker. <laughs> I'm better than Baker right now. <laughs> we got more to come. We're getting ready for Braves and Cardinals. We'll do that when we come back. It's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network.